for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this day, we solemnly commemorate the great event when Jesus fulfills his promise to send the Holy Spirit to his timid disciples who gathered behind the closed doors of the cenacle in Jerusalem. The Feast of Pentecost is the culmination of the Paschal mystery and marks the end of the Easter season. The outpouring of the Spirit on the disciples was to enable them to live Jesus Christ and build a community of believers. We are the members of this believing community that the church that was born on the day of Pentecost and so is the birthday of each of us because we are members of the body of Christ. Like the apostles and disciples, we have also received the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Today's feast, Pentecost, also indicates that the Holy Spirit is an ongoing reality, still touching our daily lives. During his appearances, Jesus gives two gifts to his followers, the gift of his permanent peace and the power to forgive sins. He charges them to continue his work, strengthened by the gift of the Holy Spirit and peace. The Holy Spirit will continue to teach them the message of Jesus. Today, in the Gospel, we read the disciples of Jesus were hiding. They hide in fear behind closed doors. They excluded the rest of the world, which was hostile, persecuting, and terrifying. They felt better huddled together in isolation and planning what to do next and where to go. And then, surprise, in their isolation, Jesus comes. Through closed doors, he walks. His reaction must have been surprise, then joy when they realized who he was. Jesus tells them to come out of their isolation and fear and to go and share the good news. 
you are the bearers of the gospel the heralds of salvation and forgiveness you must go you have a mission but they are scared and insecure so jesus promises them the holy spirit because the spirit will allow them to do what they cannot do themselves the same holy spirit that was raised on the waters when god made heaven and earth the same holy spirit who spoke through the old testament prophets the same holy spirit who overshadowed a girl and made her the mother of god the same spirit would descend on the apostles in tanks of fire and transform cowards into heroes dear brothers and sisters the central theme of today's reading is that the gift of the holy spirit is something to share with others in other words the readings remind us that the gift of the holy spirit moves its recipients to action and inspires them to share this gift with others jesus was anointed with the spirit at the beginning of his ministry so the disciples needed the anointing of the holy spirit to carry out the mission that jesus had entrusted them the holy spirit is given to all who are baptized into jesus christ to enable us to live a new way of life a life of love peace joy and justice the holy spirit fills our hearts with the love of god and he gives us strength and courage we need to live as faith-filled disciples of the lord jesus dear brothers and sisters as christians we live in a world that is constantly against god and his love and kingdom as a result we are increasingly faced with the uncertainties of life untold fear and desperate situations however we are victorious because christ has given us the spirit of wisdom and truth speaking about the christian vocation pope francis tells christians that the holy spirit lightens the burdens of life with his support and closeness therefore sadness is not a christian attitude he said that our christian vocation becomes possible especially in overcoming difficulties with the support and closeness of the holy spirit the grace of the holy spirit produces continual renewal within the church and in the life of every christian today's feast clearly tells us that the spirit still works mightily in many different ways and many different people we are sent as witnesses proclaiming and living forgiveness as difficult as it is it has to be central part of our testimony dear brothers and sisters we are called to love as jesus loved not counting the cost as saint paul exhorts us walk by the spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh if we live by the spirit let us also walk by the spirit 
Pentecost is not just one day, but every day. Without breath, there is no life. Without the Spirit, the church is a field of dry, dead bones. The Fulton Jeshin once said about the church, even though we are God's chosen people, we often behave more like God's frozen people, frozen in our prayer life, frozen in the way we relate with one another, frozen in the way we celebrate our faith. Today is a great day to ask the Holy Spirit to rekindle in us the spirit of new life and enthusiasm, the fire of God's love. Let us repeat St. John Henry Cardinal Newman's favorite little prayer, Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, make our ears to hear, make our eyes to see, make our mouths to speak, make our hearts to seek, make our hands to reach out and touch the world with your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dear brothers and sisters, as we know, I am here for Mission Abil. I am Absalom Fernandez, an Indian priest, who is uh, now working in the Archdiocese of New York. I just let me now share something about my Diocese of Punalur. You might have seen the Eucharistic miracle placed at the behind of the church that has happened in my place. So, I would, today I would like to offer my sincere gratitude to the Diocese of Indianapolis for assigning this parish for Mission Appeal and for the pastor who have prepared this mission today. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you about the Mission Diocese of Punalur, which is the poorest diocese in the state of Kerala, situated on the southwest coast of India where St. Thomas the Apostle brought Christianity to India. Punalur Diocese was founded in 1985. Until then, Punalur was a deanery and mission station of the Diocese of Coilon. The Belgium Carmelite missionaries were the founding fathers of Punalur and surrounding places. During the World War II, the founding fathers had to return entrusting the pastoral work to the clergy of the diocese. The Diocese of Punalur is a mission diocese and majority of the people are Dalit Christian converts who are socially, economically and educationally disadvantaged. Most of the people are from the backward class of the society. They don't have anything to offer in support for the diocese but the diocese has to support them instead. We have 40 parishes and 63 mission churches, most of which are not yet self-sufficient. We have a total of 65 priests working really hard, spreading the love and compassion of our Lord and preaching his gospel of salvation. The diocese is struggling to take care of its clergy. Currently, we have 31 seminarians, candidates for priesthood, going through the different stages of formation. The diocese has to take care of all their expenses 
as they come from mostly poor family backgrounds. Meeting their formation expenses itself is a big challenge to our small diocese. By your participation in this mission appeal, you would be helping to form our future priest. The diocese has a small housing project called Koinonia Housing Project, that is, a home for homeless people, in which a two-room small-scale house is built on a two-cents land and given to the poor people. The diocese has so far completed 50 houses as of today and is hoping to achieve the first target of 100 houses by the end of this year. Every year we have to build new churches as the diocese keeps growing. Then there is also the expense of repairing and maintaining churches. We do not have any income generating institutions and depend entirely on the generosity of our benefactors to continue the mission of our Lord. Our Christians, young in their faith, need to be supported to grow in their faith convictions. We help our families to grow in their faith and to share it with their children through our various faith formation programs. By participating in this mission appeal, you would be helping to form and train lay ministers who go out to encounter others with the love of God. My dear friends, I invite each one of you to participate in our efforts to bring God's love and concern to our less fortunate brothers and sisters through your support of this year's mission appeal. Your contributions allows us to support our families, pastor leaders, and seminarians who serve in so many ways. A gift of any size makes a huge difference. Please consider making your generous gift today. Your support allows us to continue bringing the compassionate and merciful love of Jesus to our needy brothers and sisters. Pope Francis always exhorts us to reach out to those on the periphery, namely the our marginalized and socially disadvantaged. Every small gift that we share with others is a gift from God. And once again, I am grateful to the Diocese of Indianapolis and Pastor for understanding our situation and allowing me to share the concerns of the Diocese of Punalur with you on behalf of the Diocese of Punalur and on behalf of the needy faithful at Punalur, I sincerely thank you and kindly request you to be generous in helping the Diocese of Punalur. Thank you so much. <laughs>